Welcome to the Minor and Landis Immigration Update Podcast for February 15th, 2021. If you've been following Minor and Landis's weekly immigration updates, you surely know by now that we are in H-1B cap season, the chaotic period from February to April when hundreds of thousands of H-1B cap registrations are prepared and filed with the hope of securing one or more of the 85,000 H-1B visa numbers available each fiscal year. As we mentioned last week, the overall odds of being selected for an H-1B visa was approximately 30% in last year's cap, as USCIS received approximately 275,000 registrations for only 85,000 H-1B visa numbers. So what are U.S. employers to do if they wish to hire a foreign national but are not selected in this year's H-1B cap? Well, there are other non-immigrant visa classifications, in addition to the H-1B, that authorize foreign nationals to work in the U.S. The podcast this week is dedicated to describing some of these alternative employment-based non-immigrant visa classifications that U.S. employers may utilize to recruit and hire foreign nationals for professional positions in the United States. The first is the E3, the Australian Specialty Occupation Worker. Pursuant to the 2005 U.S.-Australia Free Trade Agreement, the E-3 visa classification allows Australian citizens to enter and work in the United States in a specialty occupation for two years. To qualify for an E-3 visa, the applicant must be an Australian citizen, have a legitimate offer of employment in the United States in a specialty occupation, and possess the required academic background or other qualifying credentials for the specialty occupation. As you may have heard me say before, if you follow our podcasts and videos, the formal definition of a specialty occupation, according to the Immigration and Nationality Act, is a job that requires the, quote, theoretical and practical application of a body of highly specialized knowledge to perform the occupation, end quote, and the, quote, attainment of a bachelor's or higher degree in the specific specialty or its equivalent, as a minimum for entry into the occupation in the United States, end quote. But generally speaking, a specialty occupation is basically one that cannot be performed without a bachelor's or higher degree in a specific field of study. Some examples of specialty occupations include, but are not limited to, things like architects, engineers, professors, teachers, lawyers, or attorneys, database administrators and other information technology-related occupations. Accountants and economists also qualify, doctors and other medical and health-related occupations, writers, librarians, marketing and advertising positions, and social workers, to name just a few. An added benefit of the E3 visa classification is that the principal applicant's spouse may also apply for work authorization in the United States, but without also qualifying as a specialty occupation. The next category I'd like to talk about today is the L1A and L1B intra-company transferees. The L1 visa classifications provide U.S. employers with the opportunity to transfer key personnel to the U.S. from their foreign parent, subsidiary, branch, or affiliate companies. Generally, the L1A visa is valid for a maximum period of seven years while the L-1B visa is valid for a maximum period of only five years. To qualify for an L-1 visa, the applicant must 
have worked outside the United States on a full-time basis for one continuous year out of the last three years for a parent, subsidiary, or affiliate of the United States employer, where the foreign employer and U.S. employer are related through at least 50% common ownership. They must have worked in either an executive, managerial, or specialized knowledge capacity for the foreign employer and be coming to the U.S. to work in an executive, managerial, or specialized knowledge capacity for the U.S. employer. It must be emphasized that the L-1A visa classification is reserved for qualifying foreign nationals who will be transferred to the U.S. to work in either an executive or managerial capacity. So what is an executive or a manager? Well, according to USCIS, an executive directs the management of an organization, division, or major function, including establishing goals and policies and exercising discretionary decision-making. An executive is supervised by higher-level executives, board of directors, or stockholders. A manager manages the operational affairs of the organization as a whole, or a major function of an operating division. Within the manager classification, there are personnel managers who are responsible for supervising and directing the work of other managerial, supervisory, and professional personnel within the organization. And there are functional managers who are responsible for managing and directing a core or essential function, component, or division of the organization. The L-1B visa classification is reserved for qualifying foreign nationals who will be transferred to the U.S. to work in a specialized knowledge capacity. Now what that means, according to USCIS, is a specialized knowledge individual is one who possesses special knowledge or advanced knowledge. Well, that's not very helpful, but of course they define it further. Special knowledge is knowledge of the petitioning organization's product, service, research, equipment, techniques, management, or other interests, and its application in international markets that is distinct or uncommon in comparison to that generally found in the particular industry. Advanced knowledge is knowledge of or expertise in the petitioning organization's specific processes and procedures that is not commonly found in the relevant industry and is greatly developed or further along in progress, complexity, and understanding than that generally found within the company. Specialized knowledge need not be proprietary, unique, or narrowly held throughout the company, but must be advanced or complex, primarily gained through prior experience with the petitioning employer, and not easily transferable or taught to another individual. As with the E3, an added benefit of the L-1 visa classification is that the principal applicant spouse may also apply for work authorization in the United States and need not qualify as a specialty occupation, or in this case, a specialized knowledge individual. And finally, the third kind of alternative employment-based non-immigrant visa classification an employer can utilize in the event of missing out on selection in the H-1B cap is the TN NAFTA Professionals category. The 1994 North American Free Trade Agreement, or NAFTA, facilitates travel to and employment in the United States for certain Canadian and Mexican citizens. 
NAFTA created the TN visa classification for eligible Canadian and Mexican professional workers to be employed in the U.S. in certain professions up to three years, which includes but is not limited to jobs like accountants, architects, computer systems analysts, economists, engineers, graphic designers, hotel managers, industrial designers, interior designers, landscape architects, lawyers, librarians, mathematicians, dentists, pharmacists, and a full range of scientific occupations. And of course, there are many more. For a full list of the qualifying occupations, please visit our TN Visa page at www.miner.com. That's M-E-Y-N-E-R.com slash business hyphen immigration slash TN hyphen one hyphen professionals. That's a lot to remember. Just go to miner.com and I'm sure you'll be able to find your way to the business immigration section and find the information you need. To qualify for a TN Visa, the applicant must be a Canadian or Mexican citizen, have a legitimate offer of employment in one of the qualifying occupations listed in the NAFTA Schedule II list of professions, and possess the required academic background or other qualifying credentials for the specialty occupation. Each NAFTA profession lists various educational and or employment experience requirements for the position, which may include a baccalaureate or licenciatura degree, a state, provincial, or federal license, three years of relevant employment experience, a post-secondary diploma or certificate, or a licenciatura degree only. So to wrap this up, determining whether a U.S. employer, an offered position, and a foreign national qualify for an employment-based non-immigrant visa, including those detailed in this podcast, can be very complex and challenging as there are many issues that must be assessed. As we said in last week's podcast, if you're an employer seeking to get an H-1B CAP registration approved for a foreign national, you should be gathering the relevant information now. Waiting to the last minute can increase the chance of errors and unnecessary costs. However, if you miss out, and last year two out of three applicants did, we want you to know there are alternatives. But no matter what the situation, we highly recommend that U.S. employers and foreign nationals contact a qualified attorney for a consultation prior to initiating an H-1B or an E-3, L-1A, L-1B, or TN process. If you have any questions regarding these visa classifications or other options to meeting your short and long-term immigration goals, please feel free to contact us at minor.com. That's www.meyn.com. N-E-R dot com.